Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner Podcast. This week, I decided to just do kind of like a Q&A. I asked you guys what some things you want to hear on the podcast are, and you just um, posted a bunch of different questions. So I thought I could just go through some of them and give you guys some answers. I think this is probably going to be a podcast that's directed at SLPs to be our new grads because uh, that's what a lot of the questions came up for. So the first one is, what is your typical day like? So as you know, I'm a private practice SLP, so it might be different than, well, it will be different than like a school-based SLP or something like that. So for private practice, usually you can create your own schedule, you can choose your own hours, you can you can really have freedom over that. So this is the schedule I created for myself. I work Wednesday to Saturday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, which is really nice. Basically what my days look like is I jam pack them. So I always want to have between seven to 10 kids a day and um, try to do them back to back. I have a mentality where it's like, you go to work, you're at work, you might as well just work the whole time. I don't really need breaks. I'd rather just, well, I definitely need breaks. Like it would be nice to have some breaks, but I don't want the day to go longer. Like I'd rather just do back to back to back and it works for me right now. So I'm going to keep doing that. So you can do that like if you're wanting to do private. The reason I can do back-to-back is because at my clinic we have 60-minute sessions, but they're only 45 with the kids. So we have 15 allotted for prepping, charting, all of that. And so I always have time to quickly write my chart notes, prepare for the session, clean up afterwards and all of that. So that works really well to have kids back-to-back. So yeah, typically like the way I've created my schedule, I'll start around 9. I think it's 9 nine every day except Saturday start at 8:30 and then I basically work just the full day until like yesterday I finished at 6:15 the day before that I finished at 7:30 it's usually like 6:30 or 7:30 so I like to just work all the way through the day and then I get to have my Sunday Monday Tuesday off which is super nice so yeah that would be my typical day my caseload is a lot of autism stuttering late talkers some developmental uh, language disorder type things so yeah that's um that's like so my typical day would look like i also have in my highlights on my instagram a week in the life so you can check that out there was a time a few months ago that i did that where i just documented my week so you can go see that my caseload has increased since then so might be a little bit busier now i don't even know if i have time to do a week in the life because i don't have time during the day that much to instagram anymore but yeah, you can check that out. So what made you decide to become an SLP? I went into undergrad and I thought I wanted to be an economist. I was planning on majoring in econ and um, I hated it. Like I hated doing math. I, I liked econ in high school, not in university. And then I took some linguistic courses and I knew an SLP and um, I really, really liked it. And I really liked speech sciences. So I went to a career counselor and I had a chat with them and they told me, they like laughed. They're like, haha, there's so many people who want to get an SLP. It's so competitive. Like, good luck with that. So that was uh, kind of motivating. And then I ended up, yeah, choosing speech sciences in first year and um, sticking with it. And I've always been super focused on that goal. What is your favorite thing about your job? My favorite thing about my job. So as an SLP, the favorite thing about my job would be, I love the therapy process. So I really like having a job where I see growth and change. I like being able to see kids make huge steps in their development. And I like working alongside parents to see that. Like, I know it sounds cheesy, but it it just is so rewarding to work in a therapy 
type situation. Counseling or physio or occupational therapy, any type of therapy, I think can be really, really, really rewarding. And that's my favorite thing about SLP. One more thing about why I wanted to become an SLP that I just came into my mind. I went, um, I did a bunch of volunteering with kids with special needs in high school. And I always had it in my mind, like, I want to work with kids with special needs, but I just didn't know what that looked like. And I didn't really want to work in like a school or anything like that. So I didn't know. So anyways, yeah, um, it kind of just worked out perfectly. Okay. So my favorite thing about my job, like at speech meta would definitely be my freedom in my, um, building my own caseload and my hours. And I, I just love that I can choose what days I work. I can choose how long I work. I can choose my breaks. I can choose vacation. I feel like I have so much independence and freedom and I love that. Like I need to be my own boss to a certain extent. I need to be able to be in control of my schedule and I feel very, um, I just feel like I have a lot of freedom in, in the job I have now. And then I also just everything about speech meta. I absolutely love like the clinic is the cutest clinic ever. There are so many resources. There's such a nice team. We have meetings every Friday and learn from each other. And I feel very supported there. And I, I just feel like it's 100% my dream job. So that's my favorite thing about my job at Speech Meta. What are the necessary steps and courses you need to become an SLP? Okay, so in Canada, I don't know if this is the same everywhere, but this is basically what it looks like. You go into undergrad and you need a, you need prerequisite courses to get into the master's program. So the best route is to just do an undergrad that will support that, like linguistics or speech sciences. Um, there's probably under, other undergrads like in psychology and things like that that will also help you on that path. But at UBC in Vancouver... That's what I did. So I did speech sciences and then um, you have all your prerequisites and then you applied the master's program. And for some master's programs, you might need to take the GRE. Um, for UBC, you didn't need to. And then you apply. Yeah. After that, you then you um, have to take one more exam when you finish your master's program. I took the American exam because it worked for Canada too, the Praxis. And that is that. Um, there's obviously a lot more that goes into it. And if anyone wants to DM me any questions that are more specific, we can have a chat about that. Yeah, that is basically that. Okay. What are some challenges you face in your career? I think one thing is just that every kid is so different and an overall thing is like making sure you, you don't just think, Oh, this work for this kid, I'm going to do it for all my kids or, oh, this goal, I'm just going to put on everyone's treatment plan. I feel like making sure that you're really looking at the individual child or teen and you're seeing what their needs are, because I think that you can kind of get into a spot where you're thinking like almost like one size fits all, but that's not like, this just doesn't work. And I think that when you start out, that can be kind of challenging because it's just, um, a little overwhelming to have like a big caseload and then everyone um, just has so many different needs and so many differences and you want to support everyone and you want to make sure that their goals are all very functional and that they're going to help them and just making sure it's very unique and it fits 
um, the goals fit for each child. I just think that can be challenging. I think that sometimes uh, parent coaching can be challenging, um, especially when parents might be in denial of something or they might have a hard time accepting a diagnosis. That can be really hard too. Um, it can be really hard when parents have the mentality that like, oh, I want to I want to like fix their autism or I want to like cure them of autism. And that's not that's not how it works. And we all know that. But parents sometimes they're just it's hard so it's hard to have those tough conversations but just it's rewarding at the same time because you can be very supportive with parents through lots of changes in their life and you can be a safe place for them to talk to and share all their feelings with um yeah from a place of no judgment because of course we don't know like we can't we don't know what it's like to be in other people's shoes so yeah I think those are both two challenges that I faced in my career Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Um, Yeah, I just thought that I could answer some of these questions. They're questions I get a lot and just nice to kind of let you guys know. So yeah, like this was probably mostly for new grads and um, SLPs to be, but I really hope you liked it. And if you could please rate and review the podcast, that would be awesome. And I will see you guys next Monday.